You want to know something really frustrating? Hmm. I literally looked on Amazon because my new microphone was supposed to come in today. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it was supposed to come in last night. And then it didn't come in, and I kept being told by, you know, Alexa that, hey, it'll be in before 10 o'clock. And 10 o'clock rolled around, I asked where it was, and she said, you have no outstanding orders. And I was like, okay, I know for a fact that my ring did not pick up any delivery drivers. And so I went and I looked it up and see that it now says it hasn't even shipped, even though it said it was supposed to be here yesterday before 10 o'clock. So I went and I looked at the description, popped it up, saw the microphone. I could reorder it right now and have it delivered tomorrow. But instead, I got a notification saying that we don't know where your microphone is or when it'll be shipped. How does that make any sense? Honestly, when I was getting my figures, my figurines for my room and everything, mm-hmm. I had the same issue where a couple of them, I ordered them and they would tell me that it had shipped based on its estimate mm-hmm. when it hadn't actually gotten any confirmation that it had shipped. So it would tell me that when it was planned on arriving and if you actually click on the details, it would say it hadn't been shipped yet or that they hadn't received the package at any of their drop points or anything like that. And so right. it's probably the same thing where they just gave you the estimate based on when you were ordering it and when it should have shipped and when it should have been here, but then it never actually shipped. Yeah, but see, then you're setting people up because, I mean, man, what if I'd actually like, oh, hey, we can't record the podcast because I don't have a microphone, right? Well, yeah, it's, it happens to people all the time. Yeah, it's it's just, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But I could order it today and have it tomorrow. Probably not. Yeah, I, I'm getting less and less trust. This is like the margarita machine all over again. Yeah. That, that was, ugh, that was frustrating. Because like, day, it's December and I want a nice icy smoothie right now. I'm serious. I may have to go to Dips or Sips. I'm sorry, because Dips is now gone, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They said the end of November. So, oh, that's frustrating. So we lost our yogurt, frozen yogurt place. We lost the frozen yogurt at the Pilot, which is Gateway Plaza, which now is a Cinnabon, and we lost, and and now we've lost Dips. Like, we're just kind of stuck with either Dairy Queen or... That's it, right? Just Dairy Queen? Yeah, and a couple of the other places have, like, the basic um, soft-serve vanilla machines. But yeah. That's, but I, I don't have any problems with Dairy Queen. I just wish that they would have the Orange Julius. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially because they're the same place, same company. That would be yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, that would they be... ship the cups out everywhere that still say Orange Julius That the side, was the one. They that do. was the one that I introduced you to. I was trying to remember what it was I introduced you to that was like, oh, you know, yeah. There's a million things like that. I know, but I was specifically thinking of Orange Julius, and it just came to mind Stranger Things mentality type stuff. But anyways, and with that said, welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast and Everything. I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. We're, we're here to talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. And we hope you guys enjoy it and join us for the ride. So we got pretty packed day today. So why don't you go ahead and give us a start out? Well, we're going to be reading a Reddit post from r slash true off my chest. Okay. So I'm <laughs> realizing now that both of these ones have to do with death. Oh, yay. So, <laughs> yay. 
and this first one um, is from a throwaway account, um, and it's titled, I don't feel guilty about the loss of my sister's son. Mm. Before I start, I want to say that English is not my primary language in case I make any writing mistakes that I've overlooked. So I, female, 24, was seven or eight at the time that this happened. My older sister, Sarah, is what we'll call her, 37, was 20 to 21, and she had a newborn baby. Our mom was at work at the time, so it was me, my sister, and the baby at home. We didn't have a dad, and all of our relatives live in another country, so we were at my sister's care. My sister was always someone who likes to go out with friends to parties and wasn't often home until she was pregnant and had the baby, so she could only go out and have fun when our mom had the day off. Our mom was always understandable of my sister, being that she was now a single mom too, the baby's father bailed out, and Sarah missed her friends and her previous lifestyle but was also angry sometimes because her day was off um her day off was spent babysitting my sister's child cleaning and cooking and with time there was more and more arguments since my sister only cleaned her room and only cooked for herself sometimes i tried to intervene but my mom only sent me to my room so this day i remember i was watching the tv at the time and sarah comes up to me and says that she's going out with her friend for only a couple of hours and that i had to take care of the baby I never liked babies and no one bothered to teach me how to take care of one, only that they drank milk from a bottle and that they used diapers. I was a little shocked and scared that she said that she was and said that she was supposed to take care of us. I didn't know anything at all about babies, but my sister ignored <laughs> me and told me to just take care of him. Quote unquote. Okay. Um a little while later, the baby started crying, so I went to my sister's room and tried to figure out what he wanted, but started to freak out. I ran to the kitchen and tried to give him the bottle, but he didn't want it. I tried to give him toys, his blanket, and didn't want it. I tried everything I could think of at the time, but he only cried louder and louder, and I was getting more scared and ran to my room. I put on headphones and hid under the covers and hoped that either Sarah or my mom would come home soon, and then I fell asleep. When I woke up, my mom was already home and was calling Sarah, screaming, but she didn't get home yet, and there was an ambulance, and I was really scared again because I didn't understand not anything at the time. And my mom came up to me and hugged me and asked where Sarah was, and I told her what happened. It was noon when my sister left, and early night when my mom came home, by the way. I could tell that she was angry, but tried not to show it. She asked if I knew where she was, but I didn't, and I asked her what happened, and she just told me not to worry and that everything was going to be okay. Later that night, my sister came home, and our mom lost it and screamed at her, and Sarah screamed back. And so I couldn't handle all the screaming, so I was going to my room, but in a moment, I heard my sister and felt her grabbing my arm until it hurt. I got scared and started crying, and my sister was screaming at me, too. I don't remember most of what she said, but I remember bits like, it was your fault, and you're a little monster, until my mom made her free me and ran to my room and locked the door. The days after that, Sarah was cold and ignored me. She was either in her room or out, but when she was home, I was afraid of being left alone with her, so I began locking my bedroom door often until my mom was home. Things worsened when Sarah came home smelling worse of alcohol and screaming mm. at me to open my door sometimes. I never did because, again, I was terrified, and my mom had enough and kicked her out. A few months later, my mom got therapy for her and me separately. My mom never told me anything then about what happened, and I never saw my sister again until I was about 17. I used to ask my mom how she told me that she was doing good. When I saw her again, she came home to visit and I was a little bit in shock and on edge. I was glad to see her, of course, but also weirded out because I remember how she treated me when I was younger. It was my mom's day off, so we were all in the kitchen talking about normal stuff like work, grades, relatives, etc. Until my sister out of the blue says that she thinks she deserves an apology. I was confused and didn't know if she was referring to me or mom. 
and Sarah looks at me and says that I have to apologize to her for what happened. I asked what she was talking about, and my mom told my sister to get out, but Sarah started to lift her voice and tell me to say sorry for what I did to her baby and that it was my fault that he died. My mom dragged her to the door and closed it when Sarah was out while I was still shocked and didn't know what to do or say. After that, my mom explained very briefly what happened and that they talked about reuniting us because Sarah felt ready to see me again and wanted to quote-unquote make peace, but didn't expect that to happen. For the full story, she waited until I was 18 to tell me. So what happened was while I was sleeping in my room, somehow the baby suffocated and died. My sister blames me for what happened because she left me in charge of him. My mom found him and called the ambulance, but it was too late. Blamed my sister for being irresponsible and leaving not only her little sister, but her own child as well, just to go partying. For a while, I was still processing the info, but in the end, I understand that it, I was just a kid and didn't have any idea on how to do anything for a baby, and when I got overstimulated and stressed, I panicked and hid where I felt safe. However, my sister has been trying to contact me recently. She says it's because, like she told my mom, she wants to reconnect and resolve this. I was on the fence about it because of the past experiences. I talked about this to my mom and my therapist before doing anything. I relented at the end to meet her, but only in public place to make sure she doesn't do anything crazy. We went to a cafe, and again, like the previous time, everything was normal at the beginning, but after a bit of small talk, my sister told me it was time that I apologize. I began to leave and pay for my part when I told her that there was nothing for me to apologize for. She tried to follow me, telling me awful stuff again, that it was my fault and I'm a murderer and hoped I'd never have children, and lifted her voice more once we were outside. I ended up telling her that I couldn't care anymore because uh, I couldn't care anymore about her or her dead baby, that she was the irresponsible adult that left two children at home and didn't feel guilty about it because I knew it wasn't my fault her son died, that I only feel absolute apathy, apathy towards her and to never contact me again. I then left as fast as I could because I couldn't stand being near her while she was screaming and crying. I admit I did feel bad about her and her baby before, but after this meeting, I had enough of her abuse and her blaming a confused and scared child of the death of her son. Good. When I got home, I told everything to my mom, and we agreed that if she tried anything, next time we will call the police. So that's it. I just wanted to let all of this out. I tried to be as specific as I could from what I remember, what I've been told, and what I wrote in my diary at the time. Phew. Feel better now. Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> I am very... I just want to say I am extremely glad that the mom is behind op on this mm -hmm. because this is a very tricky situation oh yeah when it comes to anything like this i've always scared when it comes to people and their parents being involved mm -hmm. so no i'm glad op knows it's not their fault mm -hmm. this is one of those where well i should have known no you shouldn't have known squat you didn't know anything you didn't know how to change a diaper you didn't know how to feed a bottle properly anything like that and no when Your you sister's were eight, fault. I wouldn't yeah. leave a baby with yeah. no. Tabby and no. she's, <laughs> she's 12. Yeah, no. I couldn't even, oh. Because you wanted to go out partying and go drinking? Yeah, nah. see, that, that too. It's not like it was something like crazy important no. emo emergency that you couldn't, like, there was nothing. There was no, you know, mm -hmm. there was no preface to it. The fact that out of nowhere it happened, it, there was no like, hey, I want to, you know, this is, you know, your, mm -hmm. um, what's it called? nephew yeah this is your nephew i want you to have a good bond with him so this is how you teach you know do all the things i know that you've never seen any of this done any of this let, let me teach you you want to be around him anything like that mm -hmm. because that's what i would have done i just don't understand having no involvement with 
this baby at all and then suddenly being like hey and even then went out at noon and didn't and your mom got home first early night mm-hmm. so that tells me around eight that's early night that is insanity you were just there with this baby for eight hours and even if it was yeah. earlier even if it was six six hours is still ridiculous you, Being you know alone, what? i i would be like hey he's sleeping right now just make sure the house doesn't burn down I'm going to go run to the store, grab milk so I can come back and make dinner. Yeah. You know, that's about the end of it. Yeah, not long enough for the baby to do anything but soil a diaper mm-hmm. and for the diaper to be fresh enough when I come home to take care of it. And this is coming from a guy who swore he would never change a diaper in his life. You know, so no, your sister wants the apology because your sister wants you to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that's the way she's looking at it. You apologize. It's your responsibility. And I would apologize. I'm sorry you were too selfish and left your only child with a child. I'm sorry that your child is dead as much as I am sorry that it is 100% your responsibility that your child is dead. You know? Mm-hmm. No, that's... that's. There's a fuck <sighs> up situation to be in. Yeah. Oh, I'm like... I'm so hackled right now. Oh my gosh. And we're going to talk about more death and this, uh, yeah, no, 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 You, I, I'm sorry. How did the sister not go to jail for child negligence at least? Yeah, that, that is a, that is a good I question. Mean, seriously. It, well, I guess it depends on what country, but I can't imagine that there's any country where leaving a child alone and unattended. Wait, 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 no. Leaving two children alone and unattended. And which, you know, indirectly led to the death, you know, directly led to the death of one of the children. How do you get away with that? Where, where, where is that okay? Yeah, no, there's no. I don't ever want to live there or visit there. (sighs) This is, no, that, that is an awful, awful situation. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. And the fact that, yeah, every single time that she was like, oh, I want to reconcile. I want to, mm-hmm. we, we're good. That is not reconciliation. Expecting an apology is not reconciliation. Yeah. You were trying to guilt trip and gaslight OP into apologizing because mm-hmm. you don't want to be able to take, you don't want to take the blame. Yeah, responsibility. It was 100% your fault. You left your eight-year-old sister alone at the house with your newborn child and then got upset when she didn't know what to do you didn't leave and say oh hey this is how you do that like even if like beforehand would have been like hey i want to go out it's been a bit i'm tired i need a break or anything like that and i'm like hey this is how you do this is how you do that blah 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 like anything beforehand you just like oh hey i'm gonna leave bye and nobody nobody ever leaves their kids with anybody without a way to contact them yeah and like that didn't even seem like it was an option it seemed like oh nope can't handle the crying. Going to go in my own room. You know, like, was he fine? Yeah, he's fine. He's crying when I went in here. That means he's breathing. You know, but but literally no way to get a hold of you. You And then you're gone for a, the day. You don't even know till the next day. What did you... Uh, yeah, you didn't come thinking. back until the next day. You weren't thinking. And what about the dad of this kid? Well, she said that he left oh, her. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just... But I mean, still, uh, no, that is absolutely awful. Mm, yeah, it's it's a horrible situation. I'm so sorry that you went through that in your life. Really am. It is not your fault. 
And I'm glad you see that. I'm so glad you see that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that you see what your sister was trying to do and has been trying to do. And yeah, she has no place in your life. She's never going to take responsibility for what she did. She's always going to blame you and wants you to blame you so that she can ease her own burden. Yep. Screw that. Okay. What next fun little tidbit do we have to go with? (laughs) This one is also from Chew Off My Chest. It's a shorter one, but it's interesting um and it's from user miserable ad throw ra so mm, i'm gonna go with away. the throw away mm-hmm. <laughs> um this, this one is titled i've just found out my parents are alive and that they have other children so okay uh-huh <laughs> so i 18 female was born when my parents were still in high school 16 17 ish I have lived with my aunt and uncle on my dad's side since my parents died in an accident when I was almost two. My aunt and uncle didn't really like my parents as they thought that they were irresponsible for having me so young and so I didn't know much about them growing up. It was my 18th birthday a couple days ago and my aunt told me that I had some visitors. The visitors turned out to be my parents and their three other children. What the f- I didn't really know how to feel but my aunt let them in and they explained some things. It turns out that they actually weren't dead that they didn't have the means or really want to raise me. My aunt and uncle told me they were dead because apparently they weren't ever really planning on coming back for me, but my siblings wanted to meet me, so they did. All five of them seemed like they really want to get to know me, and my parents seemed kind of remorseful, but I don't think I believe them. They literally abandoned me for almost my whole life because they weren't able to raise me, but the oldest of their kids is 15. So they decided to have another kid a year after giving me away because they weren't able to raise a kid? I don't really know how to feel about any of this, and I kind of hate my parents, especially because when I was growing up, I always wished that I remembered them and that they were still alive. Wow. God. And I like the top comment for this one. Okay. Convenient that they waited until 18 to make sure they had no financial obligation towards you. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) You know, when you first were talking about it, it's like found out my parents were dead. I was like, now that's a plot twist for Frozen. Like the third <laughs> Frozen movie, find out, yeah. nah, your parents weren't dead. They just, they realized that you were an ice-yielding freak and they didn't want to be there, Mm-mm. you know, type situation. But, no, you know what? I, I hope that your aunt and uncle loved you and raised you and gave you the values and the sense and the morality, which it sounds like they did, that you have. And I will tell you as somebody who's on the other side of that, I wish my parents would have abandoned me. Yo, yeah, the next comment <laughs> mm-hmm. literally mm-hmm. said, tell them you prefer them to be dead to you. Yeah. Because no, the audacity. Yeah. No, no, they, they waited till you were 18 and were like, hey, how's it going? This is your brothers and your sisters. It's like, nope. We want to get to know you. They no. wanted to get to know you. No. We feel really bad about everything. The mm. fuck you do? Hey, do you want to know what the back of my hand looks like? Especially this finger right here yeah. and this thumb. That's what you get to know because no. But... No, I, uh, <laughs> on both sides of it. it, it sounds like you ended up having a good life and it sounds mm-hmm. like your aunt and uncle loved you so much that, you know, they were doing whatever it was to protect you and raise you. And, you know, I do kind of fault your, I fault them in that you should have got to an age or when, when your parents were like, Hey, we want to meet her that they were like, Hey, we need to talk to you about something. Because it's going to be your choice. That's not something you surprise somebody with. Yeah, and they couldn't even show right? up for her actual 18th birthday. Right. No, and 
but you don't surprise somebody with that. Things like that, you don't surprise. Hey, surprise. That's like, honestly, girl comes, knocks on my door at 22 and says, hey, surprise, you're a dad. You know, you don't surprise people with that. Yeah. You don't surprise people with, hey, you know your parents that you've been living with the trauma of and feeling the guilt that you don't remember what your parents look like and anything else. Yeah. Oh, just kidding. They're not dead. Here they are. And look, they have siblings. Now, they have kids that, you know, one of them's close to your age. Like, no, not at all. You know, it, it just, uh, you know, I actually forgot because I was like three, three. Yeah, I was like three years old when my parents finally divorced. I didn't remember anything about my real father, nothing. And he didn't show up in my life until I was 15. And when I was 15, he showed up and seemed like a nice guy. It was a little off, but I mean, I was a little off at the time. I was living in the ghetto and I was a ghetto kid going to a ghetto school and everything was just kind of the way it was, you know? And I went and met him and he was a religious nut job that was obsessed with revelation. And I was like, so... I've got crazy on one side, crazy on the other side. I'm stuck in the middle. And, you know, my friends, like, you know, Toby hated his parents. My, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends growing up, his name was Toby. And uh, both his parents uh, died in the World Trade Center explosion. And before that, he was just like, ugh, my parents, they're just, they, you know, they never spend any time with me. They never do anything with me. They just give him lumps of money. He got a brand new car when he was 16, all these things. And he was sitting there talking to me about how hard it was for his parents. So if your aunt and uncle raised you and loved you and took you as their own and protected you, you already have parents. You already have everything you need. Mm -hmm. Screw these people. Screw that. I I did want to pull up the point because people were commenting about how the aunt and uncle were also awful because instead of saying that their parents that her parents abandoned her Mm -hmm. they said that they died but that might have been a condition to them giving giving her to their parent giving them but even even outside of it being a condition Mm -hmm. i can understand being so upset and angry about what they did having a child and not being ready to take care of her sure and then being like, you know what? No, this isn't going to work out. I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to be around her because this is the decision that you made. You don't want her anymore. You can't take care of her. So we're taking her in. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. You're dead. I don't care. She's you don't, You're not going to come back kind of thing. That's how I feel like that would be. Because if they never liked them because of how they were acting and the way that they were, that tells me that there's more to it than just, oh, well, you know. Well, we, and we we feel like it'd be, she'd be better off with us, kind of thing. It sounds like oh, that might we actually don't want go her. to the answer for the earlier question. Why did they wait till she was eighteen? Because maybe it was once she turned eighteen, they you know the parents told the aunt and uncle, "Hey, guess what? She's eighteen now. You don't have a say. We're gonna come see her." And they're like, "Okay, at least come here and meet with her, so we're she's on a neutral." you know, neutral battlefield type situation. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been something around all along those lines. Again, with all these stories that we have and all these things that we, we go through and give our opinions on, we know that the information that we have is limited. You know, we don't have all the sides of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, one person can sound like an absolute crazy nut job until you hear from that person. 
you know, I mean, think about it. If, you know, a girl told a story about this guy that she liked and they went out on several dates and, you know, she messed up with something that she said and she didn't mean to say what she said. And then, you know, she just tried to meet with him and just tried to talk to him, but he refused to talk to her. And then he got a restraining order and, and that put her job at jeopardy because she worked for, you know, uh, child protective services. And so she needed that dropped. And so she needed to go talk to him. So she, you know, he refused. So she was left no choice, but to go out in front of his place and wait for him to show up. And then he called the police and, you know, everything just became a blur after that. You would feel sorry for her. But then if the guy told you that, no, no, we went out on a few dates. You asked what I was looking for in a soulmate. I gave that list and you kept trying to convince me how it was you. And after the third date, you sat there and got so deep up into my business that me talking to anybody else freaked you out. And then I got a restraining order because you said, I can't imagine you being alive without me being a part of your life. And then you sat and you went and after you got the restraining order, freaked out, drove up to my condo with bad architecture, included outward uh, swinging doors so that I had to call the cops because you had your car blocking it. And then when I came out to meet with you, the cops said, hey, if you just meet with her, we'll be right here. She's just got a, some concerns and things he wants to bring. And then you pulled out a knife and stabbed me in the kneecap. Suddenly you hear the second side of that story. Not saying that happened to me. That happened to me. Um, <laughs> this is, you know, uh, yeah, that's very specific. This is that, is that the story. Other... This, that, okay. that's, that's what I'm saying. But she was telling people the other side of that story. And so people were coming to me at Chevy's and coming to me and going, Hey, you know, this is what she's saying. I'm like, Oh, well, let me show you the 14 stitches in my right kneecap. <laughs> It's like, what? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm sorry, that's not funny. It's kind of funny. No, it's funny <laughs> now. I mean, it. I still can feel it. <laughs> but, but yeah, Amy lost her damn mind. But if you would have heard it on Reddit from her side of the story only, it's like, okay, but from the aunt and the uncle, they're, maybe they sat there and went, okay, she's 18. They're gonna. They're insisting on meeting with her. We can't stop them because she's an adult now. How bad of the bad guys do we want to be in this? Yeah. That. You know, because maybe they thought, hey, if she knew that her parents were alive, that she would want to go live with them and she would leave them and that would break their hearts. And that was something that they weren't emotionally able to handle. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I try to look at things from multiple sides, but your parents, no, no. Especially if they went and had another, you know, got pregnant a year later or a couple yeah, of years that's later. What, that's what makes me mad. Yeah. You literally just, you became, you know, unwanted unwanted until you were 18 and why because it was prudent then uh, no unwanted because they probably had something an agreement with you know your aunt and uncle but they let your aunt and uncle completely take care of you handle everything in your life financially emotionally everything mm -hmm. and they gave it up and they gave it up for you so no i don't i don't fault them i it's your parents 100 percent, and they're not your parents your parents died and you said it your parents died a long time ago they're dead just like the story before that you know it's like, nope, your baby's dead. Your parents are dead. And you shouldn't feel any guilt for not no. being like, if you get to a point that you like have that realization that they didn't want you, mm -hmm. whether it was they couldn't, that they shouldn't, whatever. They didn't want you. They didn't try. They didn't do everything that they could to keep you. Yeah. And so there is no obligation for you to want to get to know your siblings because that's the, that's the other big thing mm -hmm. that I see people making arguments about. 
oh, well, your siblings, you know, you can cut your parents off, but don't cut off your siblings. They want to get to know you. I don't care. Yeah. They were not a part of my life Mm -hmm. and my parents abandoned me. That's not my family. Absolutely. And you know what? It's like with me, the moment that my parents kicked me out, they stopped having a say in my life, period. It's like, nope. And I look at their lives now and it's like, they're not parental. There's nothing parental about them. So, no, OP, I'm... I'm sorry you even had to meet him. I'm sorry you had to go through that and that it was a lie there, but never think that you weren't wanted because you were wanted by people who didn't even have you, who mm-hmm. literally, obviously, voluntarily took you in. And I don't hear you hear it stating how horrible your life's been. So that's a good thing to me. So I think you actually probably came out ahead and dodged at least a couple of bullets. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's people make stupid decisions. And those stupid decisions have consequences and then try to blame other people for their stupid decisions. And then sometimes people make stupid decisions because they have a different agenda in, in, in mind altogether, you know? Yep. So speaking of (laughs) what do we got next? We are going to be talking about Kanye West today, which is very mainstream, very, Mm -hmm. uh, very new we're gonna i'm gonna read to you a little bit about what's been going on absolutely so forbes has removed kanye west from its billionaires list following adidas decision to sever ties with him the magazine estimated that the rapper is now worth around 400 million dollars and the adidas deal having previously accounted for roughly roughly 1.5 billion dollars of his net worth his yeezy brand was bringing an estimated two billion dollars a year for Mm -hmm. adidas And then as Kanye has been publicly spewing hateful language, other brands and platforms have cut ties. Balenciaga ended its relationship with the artist, while Instagram and Twitter also deplatformed him. Talent agency CAA dumped him, and a completed documentary on him was shelved. Gap and Foot Locker have also removed all Yeezy merchandise from their stores. And he also abruptly closed his unaccredited Christian private school for the remainder of the 2022-2023 school year. Um, The academy notified parents via email of its closure and that its leadership team would help assist families during the transition. Per The Hollywood Reporter, an educational consultant resigned after his anti-Semitic remarks. You know, (laughs) there's so many things. You know, back in uh, with Hurricane Katrina... It was Mike Myers and Kanye West, and they were standing in front of a TV monitor, and everybody was watching. The entire country was watching, and literally in the middle of Mike Myers talking about how you know we want to raise money for the victims and to take care of victims, Kanye West blurted out, George Bush hates black people, and they went to a commercial immediately. He blurted it out right there, and it was like, what the heck? And what it came down to, you know, everybody thought he was crazy. And he, I mean, there, that's a, there's not less of a crazy statement. That's a crazy statement. <sighs> you, you, you don't defend this stuff, right? Taylor Swift, what happened, right? She got artist of the, or album of the year or song. Yeah, it was album of the year. And then Kanye jumped up on stage, grabbed the mic from her, says, hey, 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 I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce should have got album of the year. Right. And then it's, it's, he's always said the things that you're like, Oh my gosh. You know, he said slavery was a choice and all of these things like sound absolutely crazy. 
And then he just, he doubles down and he doubles down. And, and, and I've been looking at everything that he said and everything he said, that's anti-Semitic and and that he says that, you know, racist and everything else. And, and I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm absolutely, I mean, what do you think? Seriously, what do you, what do you think is what, what goes through your head when you, when you think of all of this? Honestly, I've never listened to any of his music, really. I've mm-hmm. never been a fan of him. I've never been one to follow mainstream media or anything like that when I was in school or anything like that either. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have a whole lot of knowledge on him. Like I found out about what he said about Taylor Swift um, mm-hmm. when she won the award after, you know, it, it was like being brought up about you know some of the worst it was just it was just like an article about some of the worst things you know celebrities have done and things like that and so i it just it doesn't make any sense to me why would somebody be going about their way just saying like the the worst thing they could be saying Mm -hmm. he is the comments that he makes on things always seem like he's taking what everybody expects of him being a rich black male in the spotlight mm-hmm. and does and says the exact opposite of what people would expect. He was, you know, he was a Trump supporter, an avid Trump supporter, mm-hmm. but then he also says things out, out of nowhere about how, you know, Nazis aren't bad and how, you know, just you'll go on about things like that and make anti-Semitic remarks and then you start to go wait a second (laughs) you know when you were talking about the whole you know this is what you know trump has done for black people yeah Mm -hmm. cool this is great but where are we going with this because now we're just sounding racist and (laughs) it doesn't make any sense it's like how are you where is this coming from why are you saying these things and it doesn't make any sense on why somebody with such a successful background would just say things that he knows would cause just crazy backlash from everybody all the time. It's mm-hmm. nobody, nobody sits down and defends the things he says. Right. Nobody, even people that are fans of his music. And most people that I know that are fans of his music. Oh yeah. I'm fan. Of, I'm a fan of his music, but I do not give a shit about the things that he does outside of it because everything he does, he's crazy. Like that's what most people will say is that he's just, he's out of his mind. So mm-hmm. I, I really just, you know, it really comes down to why would somebody do something like that? And so, you know, we we have our little theory, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's like the only thing that I can see making sense. So you you want to explain it? Or you want no, me to? I I think that this level of self destruction, if if there's somebody not grabbing onto him, I think it's intentional. Um, one of the things that people, my generation, you know, remember really well was Kanye saying that slavery was a choice and taken out of context. That's like a crazy thing to oh, say, yeah. right? Like, oh, that what? Sla- <laughs> what you, yeah. You know, Kanye said slavery is a choice, right? What? Oh yeah. That was nuts. And, and his buddies there are saying, Hey, I don't like that statement. I don't like that statement at all. I don't care if you and Kanye said, I don't care if you like that statement. I'm standing by it. I'm not taking it. Cause he told him, take it back. I'm like, I'm not taking it back. It's the truth. Slavery is a choice. He's like, I'm not saying all slavery is a choice. I'm saying slavery is a choice. But what he was, what, you know, he was talking about at the time was the contracts and the deals that he was signing basically made him a slave. And, you know, 
I and and whether or not he was mentally there for that. Okay, but then he said in this last one of the last interviews that I saw, which was him out in front of one of the buildings after he had lost his Adidas uh, contract, right? Um, and found out the Gap was pulling everything from from the line. It's like, okay, well, I mm-hmm. lost my Adidas contract. What do I care, right? Was that he said, yeah, I'm free. I'm free. And then when somebody, and one of the reporters asked him, says, well, do you want to roll back your, your anti-Semitic statements that you made and saying that the Jews, you know, the Jewish people own the media or run the media? And so he pulled up his cell phone, and I'm sure most people have seen the pictures of it by now, saying every one of these that's in red is a Jewish CEO of the top 14 or whatever media outlets, right? And it's like, and that's a, it was a red thing. It was a very red uh, chart. At the same time, okay, so what are you saying? What are, what are you actually saying? And, and he basically came down to that he was, you know, saying that, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm stuck with, with this and this is where this is. And to me, it looks like, it looks like somebody who just wants out. I got $400 million worth of me. I just want out. I don't care what it is. I don't have my wife anymore. I don't have my family. I don't have anything. You know what? I have done everything that I have done. He's what? 49. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Whatever, whatever he is, you know, 48, 47. He's yeah. He's in his forties. His, his late forties. And it's like, he's like, I've done it. I would just want out. I want to get away. And that's what it seems like. It seems like he's just somebody that wants to explode and get away. And I mean, if that's what he's looking at, then I think that's exactly what he's doing. He's 45, 45. Okay. Yeah. He's, so he's in his forties. I mean, when you look at it, what do you see? You see somebody who's off the rails and, you know, is just trying to burn every bridge. Right. I mean, what do you, what do you see when you look at him? Honest, the same. That's why mm-hmm. we, you know, that's our little. Yeah. That's like our, our conspiracy. I don't, theory I don't think he's got hate anywhere. I really don't. The school, I have no idea on the school. I didn't even know he had a Christian school, but I don't follow everything Kanye and I'll never call him yay. <laughs> so I kept saying what earlier? Yee, <laughs> yee, yee, yee. Anyway, but uh, he wants out. He's definitely out. That's all I can say to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I feel sorry for is all the collateral damage. Like I know now everybody on one side is going to be like, oh, look, you, this crazy guy was endorsing Trump and this crazy guy, you know, Candace Owens. Oh man. I know she's had fallout because she's talked. She's called Kanye a genius. I know she's called him a genius. So how many people on the left are now like, yeah, Hey, look, suck this up, Candace. I bet you could find people bashing her now in tweets, you know, because I want him, him to condemn her. It's, it's crazy that he, and, and when you read what he said, he didn't specifically, he never said anything about, how good it was that Jews died, right? It no, was it wasn't but he anything did say like that. that. Jews should forgive Hitler, yeah. Which is, <laughs> I, yeah. It's like mm, you think the Chinese should should have forgiven Genghis Khan, no. right? No, it's like no. Any, it's it's like Iraqis, no. Saddam Hussein, no. There's no forgiveness for for things like that, you know. And it doesn't matter. If you think somebody, oh man, this person had great accomplishments and this person had, okay, look, the, the, one of the key people, and we'll get into this in a later, later time, cause this is pretty dark. One of the key people who helped with child behavioral development 
was also known for torturing, molesting, and, you know, violating children. So I will never sit there and go, man, but their contributions were great. No, I'll never say that about Epstein. I'll never say that about any of these people. You, Hitler was a monster, straight Mm -hmm. out. I don't care. I don't care what his thought was. He was a monster. There is nothing to defend with him. Oh man, you know, they, they, they have Volkswagens and you know, they were part of that. And it's like, yeah, so I don't own a Volkswagen. I also have never owned a Ford. If anybody wants to know why, go look at the history of Ford during World War II. You know, it's like, and now I know I just upset a bunch of people saying that, like all three people who listen to our podcast. <laughs> but no, I, I, he is, I think he's doing it on purpose. I hope, I hope, this is what I hope. I hope he's doing this on purpose. I hope he's doing this because he knows it's the only way he's going to get out of his contracts. He's using cancel culture to his benefit so that he can actually and truly be free. He gets a media blackout the same way that Brandon Fraser got for a long time, same way that Corey Feldman got, same way that, you know, oh, I can't remember, Rose McGowan. You know, that's if he's looking at it going, hey, I got $400 million and that's what you know of and this is what gets me freedom, I'm going to take that freedom. And, you know, that's what he's doing. I think it's a horrible way to do it. Kanye, if you're listening, which you're not, <laughs> but if you were... I would tell you, this is a horrible way to do it. And if you wanted to get away, there's much better ways to do it. Ask Michael Jackson. I mean, if he was still alive. So that's a different conspiracy. Anyways. It's like an actual conspiracy conspiracy. Yeah, but all conspiracies are conspiracies until they're proven true. During the Vietnam War, people said that the whole war was a conspiracy. That the Bay of Pigs was a, was a conspiracy. That, you know, so I mean... Everything's a conspiracy until it's not, you know, alien belief in alien life is a conspiracy until they come and land here and are like, Hey, what's up? We took over your YouTubes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, who I feel for, I feel for his kid. Yeah. All four of them. Yeah. A they're, lot. They're just, I, I just feel for it because. That's the kind of stuff where oh, your dad is this, your dad is that, and kids are just looking for that for other kids. Yeah. So I, I, I hope they're being protected right now. I hope they're safe. I hope they're sheltered from the backlash of this whole situation. Because whether you or not you believe in the Jewish-owned media and the Jewish-owned mafia and the, this and that, you know what, whatever. You can believe what you want to believe, but don't let your kids suffer because of it because then you're making victims and then I'll have no respect for you. And if I have no respect for you, then yeah, you just might as well not exist. So, you know, so, and I'm, and, and, and then the other side of it is what do you think about the fact that they've banned him, that they have canceled him on all social media, his Twitter accounts been taken down. He's, he can't do anything on Instagram because he posted, um, it's this weird, I got to look up the symbol for it, but it's a swastika and a Jewish star melded, melded in, um, together and Twitter, he was, his Twitter account was banned on the, you know, the platform for free speech. What do you think? Do you think it's because you have one of two choices in this, right? And then there's arguments on both sides. So do you cancel him and not allow him to have a voice, minimize his voice, or do you let him show the crazy 
so that people can see what crazy some people are so they can make the proper decision. Which one do you do? Oh, I'm always for free speech. I feel like that's... It's always such a fine line what people want to decide is free speech and what's mm -hmm. not. If you are actually inciting and encouraging people to be physically violent, right? Then yeah, no, you're for you're no longer no, it's hate speech. You cannot do that. If you're trying to convince somebody to go out and hurt a Jewish person or go out and start a fire to the, anything like that, anything like that, and that is it's hate speech. Mhm. Mm but saying stupid shit <laughs> i'm sorry i i'm also always all for the drama so i say let him have his fucking you turn stuff. the freaking frogs gay <laughs> <laughs> i say let him have his stuff and let him say dumbass shit and let everybody go and give him backlash for everything because him having the free speech is what let mm -hmm. him fall so low to begin with. He mm -hmm. lost his wife because of the things that he was saying. Mm -hmm. She didn't agree with him. And it was one of those, like, well, for, my question always becomes, how the fuck did you marry him if, and have four children with right. him without knowing that this is how he felt? Knowing that just it's the same thing as a woman and hearing people say the things that they do about abortions. Like, how can you be married to a man that doesn't believe that you should have a right over your own body? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's, I understand why she left him, but I also don't understand how she didn't know these things to begin with. So he's already created such a downfall for himself. Mm -hmm. Let him keep going. Don't take it away from him. Don't take away his ability to make more people hate him because, Oh no, we're scared that he's going to rile some people up and a who, there's so much backlash. Mm -hmm. Give me an example of any kind of group of people that isn't just trolling that actually support him, the things that he's saying. Because we live in this day and age. Everybody knows the Holocaust happened. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that Hitler was a horrible, awful be human being that n did terrible things. And that there's no way, shape, or form that anybody should ever look at what he did and be sorry for anything that happened like mm. he he's terrible and so nobody should be forgiving him for anything like let him continue to break down what he has built up for himself if he wants to get out let him get out if this yep. is the way he's going to do it then let this be the way that he does it because there's yeah, no there's I a just big difference don't get between it. hate speech and speech you hate mm -hmm. and that's that's what it is and if it's not a call to violence if it's not a direct you know coercive <laughs> yeah it, it's it's that that's that's the problem right like you go to alex jones and alex jones um i used to watch alex jones and i used to go okay this guy's got some good points and then he just you listen to him more and more and you go mm, okay there's some views that you have alex that i do not agree with and you know more power to you i never think you should have been taken off the air i never did i get it I mean, oh my gosh, the kid, the 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 Sandy Hook incident. Yeah. However, you want to believe the Sandy Hook incident, man, that is an opinion you should have just really, really done the work on, you know. But but it is what it is. And with Kanye, you know, you know, I I don't believe in cancel culture, nope. but I do believe that speech has consequences. And yep. I also think that if you're stopping him from speaking, then you're protecting his consequential speech. Exactly. That and was so, the point that I was going to make is that if you, if you take away his ability to destroy his own empire, mm -hmm. you are literally protecting him from the mm -hmm. world and the things that he's doing. Yeah. You're protecting him from everybody being upset with him. You're protecting him from everybody being able to argue with him. You're protecting him from the world 
in disagreeing with him because yeah the there is a very strong very evidence-based fact that the holocaust existed Mm -hmm. and that hitler was the reason for it and that jews were the people that took the hit from it right so for him to say all the things and deny history that has been proven and has factual evidence for it let the world attack him he Mm -hmm. is he is literally denying something that is there and proof yeah. That's exactly what like why do why is it okay for us to make theories and things when it comes to science and have people put their you know their scientific evidence out there and have it be proved wrong yeah. but it's not okay on the same factor of opinions and when people are denying facts from history mm-hmm. like I just I don't know it, it's just weird you, you really are this is a very good point you are protecting him mm-hmm. from the world being able to tell him that he's wrong. And if that's, you know, a big reason why he thinks that he's so right and whether it is craziness, whether it is him trying to get out of it, whether because like, what if, you know, what if it is all things that he believes in? Right. What if he is just stupid and we're protecting him from being taught that he's stupid? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just he needs to be able to be shown that there are consequences to his actions and yeah. taking away his ability to do everything that's you know, requires consequences is literally it's protecting him. And then my question becomes this, okay, because it kind of feels like he could defend it, that his point is being proven and that you're making him his own warrior in this battle. Right. How was it that he still existed after saying George Bush hates black people? How is it that when he's, because this isn't the first group he spoke up against, you know, he he was hanging out with with quote unquote white supremacists, which just threw me off because I was like, wait, but you're black. And then people got upset that he actually made the comment. He goes, you know, I am Jew. I'm a Jew. Those black people are Jews. And and people are like, oh, my gosh, that's so horrible. Except go look up the actual Oxford definition of the word sem- Semitic. You know, you can't be anti-Semitic without Semitic being a word. And Semitism, you know, is everything in the Middle East and North Africa, Egypt, Chad, Nigeria, Niger, you know, um, Namibia, all of those. They're actually part of that. So it's like... I did not know that. Yeah. A lot of people don't. We get a word in our head that this is what this word means. Anti-Semitic means that you're anti-Jewish. Except, no, anti-Semitic means you're anti-Semitic. And if you go into the Semitic people, the Semitic people are Indians, Arabians, and African, North Africa, specifically North Africans and some South Africans. But that whole area is considered people who speak Semitic languages, which include Hebrew, Arabian, um, and African dialects. So, you know, if you look at it, you kind of look at it, you go, uh. Yeah, like what you're saying isn't. Yeah, you no, know, I'm not defending him. I'm just, it. I'm just saying, to, you know, if if you want to understand crazy, study the crazy. Yeah. Study what the crazy could be looking at, right? You know, when he says slavery is a choice, and everybody freaked out about him saying slavery was a choice, but they weren't looking at the rest of the context. Like, I'm not going to say anything about the Alex Jones interview, except that Alex Jones was like, "No, no, I don't like Hitler," and he's like, "I like Hitler." I, but that was where everybody cut it off. So if I want to know more about this, I'm going to go to InfoWars. I'm going to watch the full interview 
But honestly, I don't care enough. Yeah. I just, I just genuinely don't care enough. I hope that whatever he's trying to do in a positive and creative way doesn't create victims. That's all I care about. You know, it's crazy that white nationalists hanging around with black people, hanging around with a black man and agreeing with a black man because what? I'm confused. We grew up being told that the KKK and white supremacists and white nationalists hated anybody that wasn't white. So how does this happen? So that's the kind of stuff I'd study out just because I'd be more than curious about. But I hate racism. If I'm going to hate you, I'm going to find so much more a personal reason to hate you. And it's not going to have anything to do with the color of your skin, your religious beliefs, or any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't be racist. I have white friends, you know, so I love you. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's, it's sad that we're watching the slow motion train wreck take place. And I would just love it to come out that like, he was just playing us. You you heard about, you know, people were freaking out that he wore white lives, man, white lives matter t-shirt with Candace Owens. Did you hear about that? No. Oh yeah. So they were photographed together. It's it's on the internet. You can take a look at it. That both he and she were wearing um, these shirts, and they said "White Lives Matter," and people lost their shit. They they literally were like, "Oh my god, that's so unacceptable." He's you know he's panning Black Lives Matter, and all I can say to that is, okay, so tell me what they've done for the community. Dude, Black Lives Matter is such a scam. We need to do an episode on that. <laughs> okay. Well, if the black lady would like us, yeah, no, I, yeah, we absolutely can. But that's what he's saying too. And that's what Candace Owens been saying. Candace Owens did a documentary special, whatever you want to call it, um, hit piece showing that black lives matter hadn't, hasn't done anything. So it, you know, so, so what does it matter? Because obviously it didn't do anything. It just lined, lined the pockets of a few people who used it to be corrupt. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before, you know, corruption doesn't happen at a government level. Corruption happens on the small level. Corruption happens in, you know, federal. It happens in state. It happens in cities. It happens in schools. It happens in homeowners associations. It happens in nonprofits that sound like a good title. And, you know, so I can understand that. But there comes a point where you sit and you have you hope he's got a reason for doing what he did. Yep. And and if not, I hope he gets the help he needs. Mm-hmm. And that, you know. People don't react to Kim or their kids or anybody else and say, oh, my gosh, because you know what? Even Candace Owens, she drives me crazy sometimes. There's things that she does that I like and there's things that she does that I don't. But it's like it's it's, like that with anyone. There should be things that you can agree and disagree with that people believe in. Right. Kramer went absolutely nuts from the show Seinfeld. Kramer, Kramer went nuts in a in a comedy sketch and literally just started shouting N word this and 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 look at the end and up at the tree look all these I like he went absolutely stupid, but I didn't see anybody going oh man you know Seinfeld needed to be canceled well Seinfeld was over but saying Jerry Seinfeld should be canceled none of his DVDs should be allowed to be out he shouldn't be allowed to you know, do anything because, oh my gosh, because this other guy did that. So, and that's, that's the stuff I don't like. You know, it's not Candace's fault. It's not Trump's fault. It's not, you know, anybody, it's not Kim's fault or their kids. 
fault for what he says. He is a single person with his own mindset and his own values and his own and his own opinions and his own voice. And for that, he alone should be standing. Mm-hmm. I didn't see people going after, you know, anybody in Hitler's family. Like we're going to just wipe out his entire family and bloodline. It's still there. Yep. So if we're not going to do that to an evil, tyrannical dictator, you know, who was directly the cause of the deaths and deaths of millions and change changing for the worst of the entire planet, then I'm not going to do that for a freaking celebrity who's done like three videos that I liked and two songs. So that's, that's my opinion to that. So anyway, anything else we got today or are we good? I think that's going to wrap it up. All right. So hope you like this. Please follow us on all of your social media. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, whatever you're following us on, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Yeah, if you check us out on Instagram, we have our link tree in our bio. And Yay. you can find all of the rest of our uh, socials from there. There you go. So now I can start saying that from a regular basis. So we really appreciate you being here and being with us. And we really appreciate you guys um, just you know helping be make our day going and we're going to keep going. We love this and we're not going to stop. So it's a, it's a good thing. So again, I'm Joey and I'm Kiki and we want to thank you. And remember that, which does not kill you. It's probably going to try to sell you on a pyramid scheme. Peace out with your peace out. Bye.